Today is International Gaucher Day. The day highlights the need for greater awareness of rare diseases to promote early diagnosis. Currently, there are an estimated 6,000 to 8,000 rare diseases, which affect 350 million people globally. Locally, 1 in 15 South Africans are affected by rare diseases. And one such rare condition is Gaucher, an inherited disorder which affects multiple organs. And for more on this, we're joined on the line by Kelly Duplessis, who's the CEO and patient advocacy of Rare Diseases SA. Kelly, thank you very much for your time with us this morning. Explain to us, if you will, what Gaucher is, please. Morning. Thanks so much for having me. So Gaucher, as you correctly described, is a rare condition. It results as a um, as a result of a break in a genetic defect. So, you know, obviously we, your DNA is made up of a variety of genes. Um, and because there is a default in one of those genes, your body doesn't produce a particular enzyme. And gene- like generally, that enzyme in a normal functioning person uh, is used to break down fatty substrates in the body and then turn them into glucose. So as a result of that not happening, um, you get an accumulation of the fatty substrates in the in the variety of organs and cells in mm. the body, and that results in essentially the condition. Mm-hmm. And, and what are some of the, the common symptoms? How does it, in fact, affect the individual's um, quality of life? So, so, and this is, I think, what is so difficult because some of the symptoms are very, very um, equally correlated with a lot of other common things. Mm. One thing that all patients complain about is fatigue, excessive fatigue, um, easy bleeding and bruising. So continuous nosebleeds, um, you know, you knock yourself against the wall and all of a sudden you've got a really, really big bruise that seems overly big given the nature of the injury. Mm. Um and then, uh, particularly when it is quite advanced, you're starting an increase in your organ size, particularly the spleen and the liver, sure. um, and also bone pain and bone crises. So, you know, for us as patient advocates, with the patients that we have, we've obviously, you know, we walk a, an intimate journey with them. And I can tell you that in the pediatric sector, mm. pediatrics that get diagnosed, young children that get diagnosed with this disease, it's very difficult because they complain about the bone pain, but parents put it down to being growing pains. Um, so that's the so that's sure. the one thing which is completely relevant. You know, growing pains are a thing, and it does result in bone pain. Um, but if that bone pain correlates with um, easy bruising, continuous nosebleeds, and often complaining of being tired, I would say then certainly investigate. Mm, mm. And how does one test for, for Gaucher? I mean, to your point, Kelly, that some of the, the symptoms um, are, are similar to or, or, or in fact correlate with symptoms associated with other diseases here. Is it quite difficult, perhaps, to, to test for Gaucher? It used to be very, very difficult in the sense that we didn't have expertise locally in the country to actually perform those tests, which drove up the cost quite significantly, uh, making testing you know almost unaffordable for patients. But mm. Thanks to multi-stakeholder collaboration between a variety of different partners, um, we now have testing facilities available within the country. So the first thing that gets done is a, it's called a dry blood spot test. It's a simple test. It's, it's relatively painless. It's like a normal blood draw, so it's not anything invasive. Um, and that then will get sent off to uh, the Northwest University Laboratory, um, and they are then able to do the 
the test. And once that test, if that test comes back positive, a secondary test gets done to confirm that diagnosis in terms of looking for the gene uh, that is defective to make 100% sure of that diagnosis. So um, it's relatively, uh, and it's also, there is free testing programs, particularly for this condition now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, much easier now than what it was, say, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there particular uh, population groups, perhaps, uh, that, that are more vulnerable to Gaucher? Yes, um, so they are. Um, particularly, uh, the Jewish community does have a high um, high prevalence of Gaucher disease. Um, it's you know it is quite common, particularly in Israel. Um, there are other sectors of the world where it does cross up. What we do find um, is that in South Africa, we do have quite a few um, of the black population that have been identified with having very very novel. Um, Genes, genes associated with Gaucher disease. So we are actually almost finding like a whole new, not a bit, uh, not a type, but a, um, the genetic default that we're finding here amongst mm. our black population is novel to South Africa, and it's not seen in any other parts of the world. So it's been very, very interesting to try to track that lineage um, and to try to mm. see, you know, where it's where it's descended from and how it's come down. So it's a very, very interesting condition to to be associated with because it, you know, it is quite vast and there's a number of different genes that you can have that result in the condition. But it has been quite interesting for us to know that we've, you know, found these new variants that are not seen anywhere else in the world. Kelly Duplessis, CEO and Patient Advocacy of Rare Diseases South Africa.